The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 12th of September. In your Squiz today, the Herald Sun digs in defending itself over accusations of racism. There could be another Trump-Kim Jong-un summit. Military exercises begin in Russia with China joining in. And Dubbo prepares for a royal visit. This is your Squiz today. Claire, on Sunday night, Mark Knight was simply a cartoonist with the Herald Sun in Melbourne, and one day later he's managed to draw the condemnation of, of many from J.K. Rowling to Nicki Minaj to Aussie NBA star Ben Simmons. For those who haven't seen it, there's a link to the cartoon that has caused all the drama in the email. But, Claire, can you talk us through what's happened? American media uh, really shot out a wave of condemnation yesterday and there's a couple of links in the email to give you some good examples about what that looks like. But the Twitter sphere as well really raised up to say that the depiction of Serena Williams throwing a tantrum that ran in the Herald Sun on Monday uh, was really racist and what they're pointing at is the exaggerated depiction of Williams with uh, big lips and a big nose and uh, what those critics are saying is that it's it's in line with the depiction of, of black people that was of the Jim Crow era and what that is 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 a, a, f- a part of America's history where uh, black people were depicted as being really less than human. So it's pushed a lot of very sensitive buttons. Yeah, and the Herald Sun and, and Mark Knight's employer, News Corp, have come out strongly in de- defence of the cartoonist. They have, um, as has um, has has others like um, Neil Mitchell, who's a morning's um, broadcaster on 3AW, saying, look, you know, the intent wasn't um, racism. And, of course, some people are saying, particularly in the US, well, just because you don't mean it to be racist doesn't mean that it's not racist. So, yeah, there's um, no doubt a little bit more to go on that today. A couple of debates going on. That's right. To WA and police have confirmed two teenage boys have died after jumping into the Swan River and this was during a police chase. The boys had been jumping fences and that's why uh, police had been called and five boys were, were chased down. Four of those boys entered the Swan River uh, and two two boys drowned. So, yeah, what um, Police Commissioner Chris Dawson says, it's um, nothing short of a tragedy. Uh, the White House has confirmed that it is open to a second Trump-Kim Jong-un summit, Claire. No confirmation on details just yet, I understand. But what will be on the agenda this time around? There's still a little bit to go, I think, before they start getting to agendas. And Kim Jong-un has said that um, he wants to keep the conversation going. Uh, John Bolton, though, who's the US National Security Advisor, was saying just a few days ago that really the US wants to see more uh, progress from North Korea about Mm. getting rid of its nuclear um, weapons programs. So, yeah, whether that meeting actually goes ahead, it sounds like it will because Donald Trump is fairly positive about it. But but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see, I guess, about um, how much progress will be made by then. And another nation the White House has its eye on is Russia. This week, Moscow launched a massive military exercise in the far east of the country, the largest since 1981. 
And China's along for the ride there too, mm. which is the first time really that Russia has invited a, a country outside of its former um, Soviet partners uh, to participate in something like that. And what um, people who know about this sort of thing are saying is that um, these are two big countries who are looking to coordinate their um, their military activities and that's certainly something that the US says that it's keeping an, an eye on. People who know about these sort of things is the technical term, I think. I think it is, yes. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> um, this is the one, one we have not covered in the podcast yet. It's the Peter Dutton versus Roman Quadvelig saga. There is a bit to this. So first up, who is Roman Quadvelig? He is the former head of Border Force, which is, you know, the stop the boats people. Former b- because he lost his job? He lost his right. job in, yeah, quite a bit of a saga that went down um, over 12 months or so. He was stood down initially because there were accusations that a younger woman that he was in a relationship with um, had been assisted in getting a job with the agency by Quadvillig and, and uh, he was ultimately dismissed over that. Right, and he's made a submission to the Senate inquiry that's investigating those visas that Peter Dutton has given to a French and Italian au pair. And he's also been quite active in the to and fro of the last few days and throwing in all sorts of bits and pieces of information about his um, dealings with Peter Dutton when they were working together. Dutton yesterday when questioned by Labor in, in question time um, really hit back and doubled down on, on Roman Quadvillig saying that he groomed that younger woman. Um, she's 30 years younger than him. Uh, although she's 30 years old or so, and um, he'd been doing a pretty good job, to be honest, of pushing back against Labor's attack, and then he just sort of went a little bit too far. So what's next? This will I just think, continue? Yeah, well, who knows how much um, material Quadvillig has and how right. much he's going to keep lobbing into the public sphere. We'll just have to wait and see. Right, well, there you go. That actually helps a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Not about our listeners, but that helps me a lot. Uh, the people of Dubbo are pretty excited. They're getting a royal visit, Claire. They are on the 17th of October, and uh, I imagine that they're heading out to look at the drought and to um, connect with real Australians rather than us sort of fake Australians in the um, capital cities. But um, Yeah, we're not real. <laughs> they will um, be heading out there, and, yes, the Daily Liberal, which is Dubbo's newspaper, has put together a really um, great list of ten things that the royals perhaps could do while they're in Dubbo, and I really liked the one where um, – Apparently, there's um, those uh, all sorts of fiberglass rhinos around the town at the moment. There's one at the airport. So, they're suggesting that they trot off the plane and get their pick with the rhino, which sounds like a great idea to me. (laughs) Well, we'll see. They've only got a day, so we'll see. (laughs) Um, Megan and Harry are also off to Fraser Island, Sydney and Melbourne. Our three-minute squeeze this week is with Amanda Blair, Keen Squeezer and... Oh, wow. Um, Former big radio star in in Adelaide. She writes for the Women's Weekly. She enters her baked goods in the Adelaide show. She's hotted up her tarago, much to the embarrassment of her kids. And um, flames down the side. We're talking. It's <laughs> there is a photo. It's pretty <laughs> to prove funny. It. And um, yes, I'm really. Del- I've been a, a fan of Amanda Blair's for a long time, so I'm very very thrilled that she likes what we do and that she's contributed this week. Yeah, and a very proud South Australian, isn't she? Sure is. Um, The subject line, of course. 
The subject line is That's the Trouble with Us and that's the Chet Faker song, which um, seems like there's a few people in trouble today, so that was appropriate. Okay, I'll take that. Open and read the email every day this week and you'll go in the drawer to win that $100 worth of books from Alan and Unwin. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're available on all podcast platforms. If you like the squeeze, if you like the email, if you like the podcast, please share it and we will chat with you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.